Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. I want to talk on something that is actually an expectation of God concerning every believer. And it's about being fruitful. Being fruitful. Ah. Huh? Uh, Okay, now. <laughs> Children of God. Ah. Let's turn the Bibles first to John 15. We'll read verses 1 to 17. Short passage. John 15, 1 to 17. Oh, is that long? Babayo. 17 verses is too short for an assembly like this. The Lord Jesus Christ says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, it prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who bears, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and I will, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. 
but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit may remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you these things. I command you that you love one another. Amen. We'll read another short passage. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 7, 16 to 20. I should actually read from 15, really. Please, uh, let's read 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous, ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes? Or figs from thistles. Thistles. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Nor can a bad fruit, a bad, bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Amen. There is something we need to actually, you know, bring to focus. I did agriculture when I was in high school. And I was told something concerning the principles of planting. Plants don't grow in complete darkness. What I'm saying is, you plant something, you will not let the thing see any sunshine at all, cover it up properly and let air be blowing to the something. It will die. But when you have plants in the sunshine, uh, they say that uh, osmosis abi uh, photosynthesis photosynthesis actually uh, begins to happen to that plant because the plant has what it takes to convert that rays that sunshine into food for itself. The thing about this is this. How do you expect someone who is in thick darkness that is one without Christ to bear fruit? Can that particular person grow? No. We don't expect anything from someone who actually 
is not in the light. Jesus is the light of the world. And then when we, anyone that will come to him, guess what? The light of Christ will shine upon that life. And that life is expected to grow and bear fruit. That is why we say it is expected of every Christian uh, to bear fruit. I'm not actually qualifying it as to genuine Christian, uh, true Christian, uh, what again, born again Christian, you know. I'm talking about Christians. If you're a Christian, you're a Christian. If you're not, you're not. And here we see that indeed the Bible often uses the metaphor of fruit to, to describe the produce of a Christian life. Fruit. Now, it is actually easy or it is possible to grow and bear leaves. A lot of leaves. Huh? And no fruit. Just like the fig tree that Jesus Christ cursed and before they came back huh? again, it was withered. But fruit is a sign of actually having done all the processing of um, growing and producing something for the benefit of mankind. Some lives are in the church. They are not benefiting anybody whatsoever. They go for revival. They go for... Um, um, seminars, they go for this, they go for that, and so on and so forth, but no benefit whatsoever. Such huh, is marking the time. But by the grace of God, we'll see a few things that um, are, will be important for us. Fruit, as we, as we read in Matthew, can either be good or bad. I've seen something before. A tree that looks like banana tree. I saw it in jazz and I can never forget it. A tree, it actually looks like banana tree and it will bear some fruit like banana fruit, but you know bananas in the bunch huh, they are separated. These ones are joined together. There's nothing, there's no separation. And I looked at it and said, wow, this one imitates the banana fruit. But no good. Here we see that um, if you look through the scriptures in the book of Matthew chapter 15 verse 19, it is said that Fruit is the direct result of whatever controls our heart. Direct result of whatever controls our heart. Out of the heart 
proceeds evil thoughts, this, that, and so on and so forth. That's the bad fruit. Good fruit also is from the heart. Depending on what actually uh, is controlling that heart. It is important for us to know that, you know, um, when you are in Christ and controlled by Christ, the Spirit of the Lord will be in you in order that you may bear good fruit. In John chapter 15, here we see that God is the, well, vine dresser. A vine dresser is another name for vine dresser, I believe is what? Gardener. God is the gardener. Jesus Christ is the vine. Christians are the branches. Wow. What a wonderful thing to actually see. That God is the one who is reigning over us and we are the body of Christ. The branches of the vine. And therefore, it is important for us to know that if Christ actually is our light, is divine, and we are attached to him, it is necessary for all of us Christians to bear good fruit. Everyone who has committed his life to Jesus Christ and lives to please him, the natural result in behavioral choice will actually be to be like him. We have made the grievous mistake in the church today and I believe that indeed it is even found in orthodox churches like the Baptist church which actually we call the people of the book. We have made grievous mistakes in identifying who a man of God is by the gifts they exhibit. Not the fruit. By the gifts they exhibit. And gifts can be given by the devil. But good fruit can never come from him. And so we see that um, we call some people, oh, great man of God, papa of whatever, and so on and so forth. When, in fact, they may be far, far from what Christ will intend for them to be. Christ Jesus clearly said that his followers will be recognizable by their fruit. It is by her fruit. Now, to bear good fruit, we know that true fulfillment, true fruitfulness, true fruitfulness begins in the heart with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The inner fruit that we are actually talking about affects the outward actions. And we see that it will show in our words, 
it will show in our activities it will show in how we glorify god and god's will will always be accomplished if we are truly in him the major desire of god concerning every believer in christ is that we'll be transformed into the likeness or to the image of his son that will be like jesus talk like jesus keep commandments like jesus and therefore we see that um, um, as we continue in him we'll see that this major things not limited to these three things will appear in such a life number one good works good works the second thing that actually should be seen in every christian is humility the first good works humility you know, in the Bible, the Bible says in um, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 or 17, uh, let your light so, oh no, no, uh, yes, let your light so shine before me. Yes, let your light so shine before me that they may what? See what? Your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Who should be glorified after working, after showing good works? Your father. Your father. Not you. But you should be clothed with humility. And of course, the third one that is so important to God concerning bearing fruit uh, is forgiveness forgiveness and forgiveness can be tied to love children of god enough is enough to be thinking about who a uh, a man of god is by the accumulation of earthly possession oh that we will not in any way be driven by that purpose if you if you become a pastor in order that you may actually become very rich and very 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 very, very comfortable in your lifestyle and so on and so forth you've missed it it is a life that if god should call you 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 tremble go and ask jeremiah you know so it is something and again again if the word of god is a light to our path a lamp to our feet guess what sitting even in this assembly now it is expected of you and, and myself to grow why jesus christ told a parable of the sower Growth or bearing fruit, rather, 
bearing fruit is important to God that even in this assembly, it is expected of us to bear fruit from what the Lord is speaking to you. If the word of God falls down, instead of you taking it to your heart, you just rubbish it. You'll be asked. If it falls on the hard soil, that is the rock that only has little sand, you'll be judged by it. If it falls among thorns, you'll be judged by it. Because the word of God must not in any way or fashion fall to the ground, but to where it will grow and germinate and bear fruit. That area of the soil that the, the, the Lord told the parable about, he says, and it bears fruit, some in hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. The thing about it is, there is fruit. There is fruit. And um, so we see children of God we are to bear fruit fruit we must bear what can prevent us even as we are in Christ from bearing fruit There are three things that actually I want to mention tonight. There may be many more. Of course, many more. But they can be categorized under these three things. The first thing is fear. Fear. If the Lord sends you somewhere to go and give his message and fear grips you, guess what? Huh? You cannot in any way say the word of God to the conviction of those who hear you. Fear. And I will say this also, Jeremiah. The Lord said to Jeremiah, do not do what? Fear their faces. Don't fear them. What I'm going to send you huh, is so grievous to the, to the ears to the point that when they will hear you and they will look at you and say look at this small person talking to us like this you don't fear them if you fear them I will make them to torture you don't look at their faces be my mouthpiece the same thing is true concerning every Christian we don't live a Christian life wherever we are to bear fruit huh? because we are afraid. We are afraid to be called names. We are afraid, we are afraid to be ostracized. We are afraid to actually be, you know, persecuted. We are afraid of so many things that we just want to be. Huh? Nigeria can never change until Christians take their place 
to be fruitful. Only Christians can change Nigeria. And you know, and I know that you know, in fact, you know more than I, I know, that we who call ourselves Christians after the name of God huh, are the ones killing this country. The second thing is pride. Pride. Oh, just look at me. I'm good when it comes to, you know, talking and um, whatever. I'm good when it comes to, you know, we had someone here before, many, many years ago. When this fellow stands to teach Sunday school, you look and say, hey, you need to go to the seminary. The unfortunate thing is, his lifestyle is different from what he teaches. Pride. The very thing that actually made Satan to fall, Lucifer. Pride. There is nobody like me. I'm the best. I'm this and that. Let me tell you what. A million and one people like you or better than you. Pride. It makes us to actually be so blind to what God can do. It hardens our hearts to actually make God to lead, to lead us. Whoever is proud will not in any way take the commandments of God of any value. We see that pride is one of the things that God detests. It detests. The third one that is very, very, you know, not too clear, not too glaring, you know, you know that you know you can see proud people and you can know them. Huh? But this one, inconsistency. Inconsistency. You're neither here nor there. You see this one here now. Huh? And then you get to this place and you say another thing because it is by far more popular. Inconsistency cannot make us bear fruit. People will look at you and say, can we follow this? If you're wrong, be consistently wrong. People will know that you're honestly wrong. Now I believe also that, um, you know, we need not break down the confidence of people who are around us. We need to have a relationship that will bring us together in such a manner that the body of Christ will be built. And then some other factors um, 
that I see, apart from this three major something, is that may make a Christian not to bear fruit, to stop on the way and say, hey, I'm not doing anymore. One is discouragement. Discouragement. When a Christian is discouraged, the tendency is there to say, hey, I have been praying all my life. I have been fasting and I've been, I've been reading my Bible. I have been this and that. It's instead of this things becoming better, they are getting worse. Have you not heard that before? Has anybody come to you to say that? Discouragement. And you know something? They may be very near to that particular thing that the Lord God Almighty has reserved for them. And they got discouraged before getting it. And turned back. It can't bear fruit. No. The Lord Jesus Christ did not hide anything from us. In the world you have tribulations. Be of good cheer. So when you face tribulation and so on and so forth, please I beg you, don't, don't in any way be discouraged. Keep on keeping on. Then another one that we create for ourselves huh, is comparison. Comparison. We compare ourselves too much with another person. Sometimes we do it in order to make ourselves happy. Ah, I'm better than... I'll call a name that actually will not be hungry. Razoto. I'm better than him. And then I feel happy. Who says you are? Oh, somebody is shining more than I do. Ah! He's taking all the glory. If someone is doing good works, what should we do as fellow Christians? Be happy for him. Encourage him more. But no. The flesh will always come into it. I want to pull the person down. To say something so, so bad. Like the passage we read during the home cell, I was trying to remember the passage. I didn't want to call you, um, Mrs. Lawa, um, about um, um, that strange name that Paul said that um, who was saying malicious things about the apostles. Sometimes we wreck ourselves because I cannot be like I cannot be like Razoto therefore I must wreck him for what because another thing is actually disappointment discouragement is different from disappointment you know you can be disappointed so many times and still get up discouragement huh, that one I think has finished you but some people, a little disappointment, they're off it. Quickly, I'll just mention the others in passing. Pressure. Pressure. And uh, when you think about pressure, you just need to know that uh, pressure can either make you or break you. In the sense that if you allow pressure to bring the positive things about, uh, to you, 
you see that indeed you grow and bear fruit. Like James chapter 1 verses 2 to 4 actually will have us know. Can you put it on board? James 1 2 to 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into what? Various trials. Trials will bring pressure, Abby. Is that not true? Knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. But some of us, ah, no, 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 no. Patience is something that we ask for now, 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 now. We are not patient to even have patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Pressure can break you or make you. If you allow pressure to bring about patience, you'll be made. Another thing is disagreement. Disagreement. Do you know that sometimes in meetings, in meetings, Christians, please, we need to be very careful. Let's study people. Let's study the, um, the, the temperament of people. The, um, um, the Bible says that let them know your moderation, Abby. Be known to her. Let your moderation be known to all men. You know something? Sometimes we don't study people. I always want to be careful how I oppose to something that someone might have said in a meeting if I know that the person is not too far from the truth. Sometimes, huh? you know, if you stand to say, ah, I don't agree with that. The person says something again, I don't agree with that. Guess what? You build yourself an enemy. Is that not true? I know that indeed, huh? it is said that conformity in behavior can actually be demanded in a particular organization. Conformity in behavior. But where conformity huh, in ideas is what actually you're looking for in an organization, you are dead. Yes, I know. But please be careful how you say, I don't support, I don't support, I don't buy that idea. If it is getting too frequent, guess what? The person will turn it personal. We need to be very careful. Ideas can flow. Oh, what a brother just said, you know, I just want to add something to it. Guess what? What you are adding to it may be far from what actually the brother has said. It's not about, it's not about you know, compromising. It's not about you know, telling a lie. It is about the fact that huh, you don't want the devil to take charge of that particular meeting. We need to be very careful. Conflict must not be built Remember, remember, we are coming out of the platform of love. Love. And love 
will not in any way become something that will now be antagonistic concerning what we are driving at in the church of God. They say that if you have three Baptists, you have four or five ideas. Well, we disagree to agree. In our disagreements, we must not give chance to the devil. Then, of course, gossip, slander, misunderstanding can make some people not to bear fruit. And if this is coming from you to someone else, you'll be in trouble. But if you're a gossiper, you're a slanderer, uh, you're someone that actually will take things in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a position that actually is not, sincerely speaking, you cannot bear fruit. Why? Whatever you sow, you will reap. How can we help ourselves in this Christian race? There is no doubt about it. If you cut away from divine, guess what? You wither. If you don't have a close connection with the gardener huh, to put you in the right place, sometimes you may actually get plucked out, but it can graft you because the gardener is a master plant uh, uh, farmer. And therefore, we see closeness to God Almighty and of course to our source of light Jesus Christ will make us grow in Bible study in prayer and one thing that is lacking in many Christians telling the story of Jesus Christ witnessing witnessing why? Because three things are actually expected in the fruit we bear. The fruit we bear must glorify God. The fruit we bear will make us to continue to grow to maturity. The fruit we bear will surely make others to come to know Jesus. It is not for our personal gain. It is for the work of Christ. Children of God, we pray that as long as we have life, nothing will change us from following Jesus. And as long as we follow him, may we bear fruit and may our fruit abide. Glorifying God making us to grow to maturity. You can never stop growing. Why? Because there is still more to do. That is why God has given you life. And your life must touch other lives by they coming to know this Jesus who has made things wonderful for you. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 
5-7 Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook as Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org. We look forward to having you back next week.